Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Wednesday, May 25th. As the NHL playoffs continue, Trot's watch is underway. Some reports of the Flyers perhaps talking with John Tortorella from both Andy Strickland out in St. Louis and Kevin Weeks, two plugged-in reporters. So uh, things heating up on the coaching front as well. Where it all goes, we shall see. Uh, We'll see if they end up with Barry Trotz or if they end up with John Tortorella or they end up with someone else, maybe Jim Montgomery or uh, some other head coach candidate. We do know this. This is a decision they need to get right. And it shouldn't be the guy with the biggest name, but it should be the right choice. Who is the right choice? Was John Cooper the right choice in Tampa when he was selected to be the head coach? If you've ever heard the story of John Cooper and how he got into coaching at a high level after working at a law firm and one of the partners needed someone to coach his kid's hockey team, look that story up. It is fascinating. And look up the philosophy of John Cooper as a head coach. He's a guy that is demanding. He's a guy that expects accountability. He is a modern coach in the way he can deal with young players. There's so many elements to respect with John Cooper. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the fact that, well, it's easy. Just send Victor Hedman over the boards or Nikita Kucherov or just tap Andre Vasilevsky on the shoulder and have him start and be your goaltenders. And if that's the case, then anybody would be a good coach. I think it's sometimes it's harder to coach talent than it is to coach teams without talent because with high-end talent comes ego. And sometimes it's hard for players to put that aside. And managing the personalities as well as managing the expectations and accountability of on-ice performance is every bit as important as it is for a head coach. So all part of the equation. And John Cooper's a guy who swept out the Florida Panthers with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Andre Vasilevsky, who I mentioned before, has six shutouts in his last seven elimination game opportunities. I mean, some of the numbers that he has put up. Florida was the highest scoring team in the NHL this season in a year where scoring was incredibly inflated. And they scored three goals against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. It is simply unbelievable. 49-save shutout for Andre Vasilevsky in Game 4 to eliminate Claude Giroux and the Florida Panthers. Stunning stuff. The numbers are almost too absurd to even believe. But you need leaders, and that's what this episode of Flyers Daily is about. We're going to hear from Scott Lawton as I had a chance to catch up with Lots on breakup day. And he's a name that has been mentioned since the trading of Claude Giroux as a guy that possibly could be in the running as the next captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, it's probably going to be Sean Couturier. That's just my gut feeling. And we talked to Sean Couturier in an episode a couple weeks ago about what, if the captaincy were to fall on his sweater, what that would mean to him and how would it affect him? Would it change him? And, you know, the best player on the team, sometimes people assume that should be the captain. And I think that Sean Couturier is the best player on the team. He's the most important player outside of goaltending. Supposedly, you're not allowed to have a goaltender be the captain of a team. 
but that's an NHL rule. But Roberto Luongo was actually the captain of the Vancouver Canucks for a period of time, and he was a goaltender. But with that being said, you know, you know, when you look at Scott Lawton, he would be a he is worthy of consideration, and it's not because of his numbers. It doesn't. It's not, it's not about numbers. I mean, his highest scoring season, goal wise was 13. Now, he did that in the 1920 season in 49 games, 27 points that season. He had a 12-goal, 20-assist season the year prior, 32 points in 82 games, and had a 10-10 and year the year prior to that in 17-18 with 20 points. Also had a 7-14 and year back in 15-16, had 21 points. This year, this past season, 11 goals, 19 assists, 30 points in 67 games. So it's not about that. The captain in hockey is one of those things that I think for some is very misunderstood about the role of the captain. So I just Googled it. I said, what is the role of a hockey captain? I wanted to see what the internet had to say. And it says the role of the captain, think of the captain as the connection between the referees and the rest of the team. Sometimes penalties are called and reasoning is unclear. The captain will be one to get clarification from the referees. Clarification may also be needed for other on-ice decisions. And it goes on to talk about some of the logistic reasons or role of the captain. But then it kind of goes on to talk about the leadership role of a captain. And here's what it says. It says, now that we've addressed both the captain and alternate's role on the ice, let's look at it a little deeper. He said, in many ways, the captain is a leader of the team. He must be respected by the management, the coaches, and most importantly, by the team and the fans. They are expected to behave as a role model for their team members and those who follow and love hockey, particularly the fans. They are often even the face of the team during press conferences or other public events. It says the team and fans take the hockey captain role seriously, so much so that they've often had a ceremony when guys are named the captain. And it goes on to show a ceremony of when Bo Horvat was named the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. But Again, let's go back to that one part. They're expected to behave as a role model for their team members and those who follow and love hockey, particularly the fans. And a captain is, it is, it is the face of your organization. You know, again, it doesn't have to be the best player. The best player is probably the face. For example, if you look in Toronto, their best player is Austin Matthews. He's not the captain, but he is the face of the organization. John Tavares is the captain. He's more seasoned, he's a more veteran player, and have to handle the expectations that go with the media and everything else in Toronto, he's better suited for that at this point in his career. You don't want to heap the captaincy on a player that's too young because there is a weight that comes with the captaincy. But to be a role model, to be a guy that leads by example, I think sometimes we get caught up in the fact that a captain needs to be vocal. Now, some of the great flyer captains, Bobby Clark, wasn't the most vocal guy. He's a very understated guy. What made Bob Clark a great leader as a captain was the way he approached the every element of the game. The way he played the game with honesty, played the game with grit, played the game with physical consequence. And when you play that way, that is inspirational to other players on the team. So I think that's a big part of it. You know, we we have this sense that, well, Chris Bronger was a guy that would get in people's face. That's why he was a great leader. 
Well, sometimes that can backfire. I'm not saying it did with Chris Pronger, but sometimes that can backfire. And, and in today's athlete, I don't know that having a captain that's going to get in people's face may be the best way to go. I mean, coaches at this point aren't expected to get in guys' faces like they used to. That's almost becoming a bit of a, a lost art. So, But they are expected to be a role model for the team. They represent the organization on the highest level as a player and are, if not the best player, but a very important player for many reasons. So Scott Lawton, if he were to get consideration as the next captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, I think he fits that bill. I think he's an honest player. Is he the best player? No. But is he an honest player? Does he represent the team and the and the players in that room and the organization well? I think that he does. I think Sean Couturier does as well. I think Cam Atkinson is a guy that I could see being considered for the captain. The way he conducts himself. The way he carries himself. You know, Claude Giroux is criticized a lot as a captain here for the Flyers because a lot of people feel like the team underachieved during his captaincy. And they feel like he wasn't a guy that was going to get in people's faces. And look, no captain is ever going to come out and throw fellow players under the bus. I think sometimes we want that. Fans want that when things go wrong. They want to have a head. They want a body. And they want the player or the coach or the management to do that publicly. That's very rare. And by the way, it's not very leadership or captain-like to do that. Um, so anyway, let's get to my conversation on breakup day as the Flyers ended their season, had their all uh, end-of-season meetings with the management group and the media. And here's my conversation with Flyers Scott Lawton. Joining us from uh, Flyers breakout day, breakup day excuse me, is Flyers forward Scott Lawton. Lawton, how you doing? I'm all right. Uh, getting by. Yeah. How does, it, how does it feel to get back on the ice to end the season and not have to kind of end it early with an injury? Yeah. Um, definitely uh, didn't think my game was uh, where it was at before the injury, but uh, definitely was nice to come back and, and uh, be able to play some games and um, play with some young guys and, and uh, see where they were at. So um, kind of take it uh, one day at a time here and, and – uh, I mean, trying to feel better and, and better with the pace of play every game. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think my game was uh, where it needed to be. But uh, obviously a, a pretty long off season here where, where I can try and get uh, fully healthy and uh, get back at it. Brain injuries, concussions, they're always scary because it just doesn't show up on an MRI. And dealing with that, I imagine there was some pretty tense moments, kind of like wondering, when am I going to feel 100% here? Yeah, and... Uh, I think uh, definitely plays uh, with your mind a little bit too, uh, with uh, having a couple in the past and, and uh, going down as hard as I did. But uh, yeah, I, I did a bunch of uh, different uh, work and, and I'll continue to do that uh, with my eyes and, and different little things like that. I think uh, there's uh, things that I've done uh, this year that uh, I didn't even know about uh, in the previous year. So um, it's definitely uh, nice to um, try and work on it and, and uh, be able to get better. You had high praise for Noah Cates. Um, he jumps right in out of the NCAA, 10 points in, I think, 15 games. But it's the detail of his game. You know, just 
I look at him lots and I always go, you can tell this guy's been well coached and been re- very receptive to it, your impressions of his game. Yeah, he was, uh, I thought he was great for us and um, definitely a, a very good uh, professional. He, he takes care of himself and um, good kid and um, he was all over the puck. I played with him the last game and, and uh, really enjoyed it. He's really good on the forecheck and, and uh, always in the right spots. Uh, He's like his brother in that way, where where he's always in the right spots and um, plays the game the right way. And, and uh, I think he got rewarded with uh, a couple goals and and uh, different things like that. So um, I'm sure he'll he'll have a good summer, and it's good for for these young guys to get some games in and um, get that opportunity to to taste what the NHL is like and and uh, to work at it to to get back at that level. How do you approach this off season? First you. The disappointment of the season's there, but eventually you got to crinkle that up, throw it away, and move forward. Take the lessons learned from it. How do you go through that process of letting this season go so you can move forward in a productive manner? Yeah, it's going to be tough, to be honest. I think uh, this one, um, this one's uh, heartbreaking almost. It's uh, it's a tough way to to go about uh, your season and and uh, the way we did and and uh, everything that transpired. Um, with injuries, you lose your captain of, of 10 years. Um, you lose a, a lot of good friends uh, along the way, and I'm sure there will be uh, more changes as, uh, as we go along. But uh, I've always said it. <clears throat> I've always said it. I have a deep care for this organization, and I want us to do well, and, and I want to win here. So um, I want to be a part of the solution moving forward and um, take a little month to, to decompress here and, and uh uh, take some time away from the game. I think uh, I got pretty wrapped up in it <clears throat> this year and um, take a little bit of time away from the game and, and uh, get back to, to my normal training uh, routine and, and uh, be uh, ready for camp. The, the other part of it, too, and you alluded to it, Drew Claude gets traded. Now there's that void of, you know, the face of the franchise has been there. The longest tenured athlete in Philly was a captain for over a decade. Now that void is there of leadership. Your name has been mentioned quite a bit as a guy stepping into that void. You were a leader before, but do you have even more that you can take on in that role with Claude not here anymore? Yeah, and <clears throat> I think uh, kind of goes along with uh, the on-ice aspect of it and, and my role increasing. I, I don't think I've changed uh, much as a guy or in the locker room or, or uh, the way I am. So um, I think with the increased role, I think uh, your words have a little bit more meaning and, and uh, the way you play. And um, so I think that definitely helped. And then um, just the amount of uh, young kids we had and, and call ups and, and new guys, you try and welcome them. And I think G did a really good job of that in his time here in Philly. And, and uh, yeah, I take a lot from him and, and different guys, Coots, uh, guys like the, them that um, are true professionals and, and uh, come to work every day and, and really competitive. Was there anything that was kind of said in the locker room after the last game? Like, hey, guys, let's come back next year ready to play. Let's be in the, the greatest shape of our lives. Let's come in and be sharp and ready to go from the beginning of the season. Because in a 32-team league, like it used to be, eh, everybody makes the playoffs in the NHL. There was 21 or 22 teams and 16 made it. That's not the case anymore. It's, it's a, a task just to make it. And if you get behind, you're chasing it. You just can't start out that way, can you? No, you can't. And um, I don't think there is much said, honestly. I think it's. Uh, I think everyone realizes uh, uh, what's at stake here and, and uh, what's transpired these last uh, two years, I would say. And, yeah. and uh, it's been um, pretty painful. And, and 
But uh, you know what? We have a lot of guys who took uh, big steps. I think uh, a guy like Travis Sanheim, um, he was uh, amazing for us. And um, can't really forget about uh, how good Hartsy is and, and how good he will be. And, and uh, that's uh, what you kind of have to build around. We have really good goaltending. We have a couple really good pieces on the back end and um, a couple good forwards up front that, uh, that we can try and uh, get going. Last thing, what are you going to do for fun? What's what's the plan for this summer to uh, get away and? Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm getting married this summer, so oh, that, uh, that will be the there's uh, stress. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the uh, big event of the summer. But uh, other than that, uh, just relaxing around the New Jersey area, and then uh, I'll head home uh, probably around mid June and and uh, get uh, get my training. Awesome, Scott. Thanks for doing this. Glad you're healthy and uh, enjoy the summer. And we'll crank her up again in the fall. Thanks, Jason. Thanks to Scott Lawton for taking the time to join us on Breakup Day, and uh, looking forward to see Lots come back next year healthy. After having that concussion last year, I'm sure that was scary for him. Uh, glad to see that he got back and finished the season on the ice and not in concussion protocol. So that's good news. And we'll see Lots uh, coming up in the fall, and we'll see if he's got. A C on his jersey or an A on his jersey as an alternate captain. We'll see where that goes uh, in due time. A lot to be figured out between now and then. But everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Friday. Coming up on a brand new Flyers Daily.